good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, welcome to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. We discuss local and national Native news uh, and events. And as you know, Haley, Native issues are human issues and human issues are Native issues. You are right, Robert. This portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Great organization that's been supporting us over over seven years here on Native Roots Radio, and uh, what a great organization, and they're nationally, and we, we really appreciate them. Hey, we're, we want to get going right here. Uh, it's it's the last day, but of course, not really the last day, but the last day to talk uh, with a Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and we want to talk about that. And we have Samantha Still, who's Communications Manager for Strong Hearts Native Helpline, which is a national domestic and sexual violence helpline headquartered here in Minneapolis. And she's a tribal citizen of the Pueblo uh, and has uh, more than a decade of experience in communication. And we're just really excited to talk to you and remind our listeners about this month that's uh, wrapping up, but also the great work that you do. So Pini Gigi, Samantha, thanks for stopping in. Hi, thanks for having us. We're really um, happy and excited that you've had us back on the show here several times now. Well, the work that you do, and it's kind of fun, Samantha, uh, is that we both both have kind of started around the same time. And I know uh, your your, uh, lines were limited in the beginning, and now you're national and 24 hours, and um, we've been both growing together. So it's been fun to have you back on and have you on as much as possible because this is an important uh, important thing for our people and people all around Turtle Island to uh, use because this is so prevalent and uh, all over. So I, I just want to get going here with questions here because, you know, time's limited and I just want to welcome you. And uh, as I mentioned, uh, it's the end of October, which is if our listeners don't know, is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Samantha, can you tell me what your organization did this month to bring awareness to this very, very, very important issue? Yes, absolutely. So during the month of October, we really wanted to highlight the fact that our um, line and our advocates are caller led. And what I mean when I say caller led is that our advocates are really there to listen to our callers, listen to the situations that they're going through, listen to their experiences, listen to their barriers, um, and just kind of listen to what it is that our callers are ready to do. One thing that our CEO, Lori Jump says, and I like to reiterate this line a lot, is that our, our callers reaching out, our relatives, they're calling because they're experiencing some sort of domestic violence, sexual violence. And so they already have somebody telling them what to do all the time. 
we don't want to be that for them. We don't want to tell them, this is what you need to do. This is what you're going to do. We really want to listen to what they are ready to do. And so our, our, um, our tagline this month was walking this path together because we are there to simply listen and see what our relatives are ready to do. Are they ready to find a shelter? Are they ready to leave their situation? Because most of the time, they're not ready to leave the situation that they're currently in. Our number one um, need on our lines is peer support. And so most of the time, all they want is somebody to listen, somebody to talk to, and somebody to validate the things that they're going through. So we that's what we wanted to highlight this month is that we are caller-led, we listen, we we are there to support whatever our relatives on the other line are ready to do. You know, that's really, really important. And one of the one of the things that we've talked about in the past is, you know, wondering, you know, if the shelter takes pets or children and and those important uh, avenues. Uh, you know, we have pets here at, at our house and they're family to us. So the, it's so, so important. Absolutely. I, I actually appreciate the fact that you brought up pets because a lot of the time, you know, when you're going through a domestic violence or sexual violence situation and your family or whoever is telling you to leave that situation, they're not really looking at the bigger picture, right? They don't know that there may be children involved, there may be pets involved. And it is not easy to just get up and leave things like that behind. And a lot of the time, abusers will use the pet against mm against um, the person who's being abused as a way of keeping them there. And they know that. And so finding resources that are shelters that are pet friendly or whatever it may be is very, very important when it comes to providing our um, relatives with the resource that fits their current need. You know, for natives in our community and our small community, trust is is so, so important. Uh, You know, why do you think that native people reach out to native specific services what you know we we should talk a little bit about that but it's a big deal for us uh indigenous people here yeah um i think that there's multiple reasons but two of the reasons that i want to highlight is i think that our relatives reach out for native specific services for services is because they want to know that the person on the other line is familiar with the barriers that they may be facing. Things like access to resources or even the availability of resources because we touched on this a little bit the last time I was here. The resource disparity for Native-centered resources is it's, it's just astonishing low. Astonishing low. And um, another thing is trust. Um, Trust is a big thing in our Native community. Trust is something that's not easy for our people. And with Native-centered services, our relatives reaching out can feel a sense of trust and that the person on the other line of that that line or the person in that resource um, can relate with the things that they are going through, relate with their experiences, and they can have a little bit of trust in somebody who understands what they are talking about, right? Because Mm -hmm. You're not going to find that in um, in any other services that are not native centered. Somebody who is understanding of generational trauma, of barriers, and barriers that are specific to our native relatives, what those barriers are and what those look like. And so, mm-hmm. I think it's just important that you know the person on that other line. They they understand, and you can trust them. 
Yeah, let's uh, talk uh, talk about uh, the the process a little bit here. So, I call and you know, uh, you get me in touch with specific native resources. Uh, can you walk us through that whole process? Absolutely. So when someone calls our line needing support and finding a resource in their area, the first thing that we always try to do is figure out what state they're in, which can is not always easy, right? Because we are confidential and anonymous. And so our caller may not want to provide us with, with that information, but we try to find out what state they're from or what reservation they're from, because the very first thing we want to do is refer them back to their need, to their resources within their tribal area, um, because they're going to understand them the most, right? Um, and if utilizing a tribal resource is not available, we are very fortunate to have access to the national hotline database. So no matter where our relatives are, we will always try to find the absolute best resource to refer them to. So first thing you call, you let us know, is it peer support that you want? We're just going to sit here and we're going to listen and we're going to validate and we're going to understand what you're going through. The second part is, what steps are you ready to take? Are you looking for a resource in your area, whether that's a shelter, whether that's um, IHS, right, Indian Health Services? Um, what is it that you need? Let us help you get in touch to the nearest resource available in your area. Um, our Another thing our CEO, Lori Jump, likes to say is we only have one chance. We do not, we're confidential and anonymous. We do not build relationships with our callers. And so we really only have that one chance to make a difference or to say something that our um, our relatives are needing. So give them a resource, wh whatever it is that they're needing in that moment. Wow. Hey, we are here with uh, Samantha Still, communications manager for Strong Hearts Native Helpline. And we're going to uh, keep on with this conversation when we get back. Uh, so important uh, in so many ways. And we've talked about it over the years here on Native Ritz Radio. And it's just so great to see the evolution in the past six years with, uh, with this great, great organization. So we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be right back after this short break. Stay with us. You're listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake. I heard sex trafficking happens a lot in Indian country. What is that? Here are some of the real reasons why sex trafficking happens in Indian country. Unequal gender roles that were forced on us by colonization. Communities don't have enough resources. Silence around domestic and sexual violence. Lack of attention and justice for missing and murdered indigenous people. There's a lot of behavior that keeps our communities out of balance. These are just a few true reasons why native communities are targeted by traffickers. When these acts of violence happen in our communities, it opens us all up for exploitation. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Bonjour. Hello. My name is Wabin. I am an enrolled member of the White Earth Nation, descendant of the Navajo Nation, and co-chair of the Indigenous Employee Resource Group with the Minnesota Department of Transportation. MnDOT is hiring for a variety of positions from road maintenance to accounting and more. We offer great benefits. For more information or to set up a one-on-one -on -one resume and application assistance, visit mn.gov slash careers or you can text or call 612-257-2388. 612-257-2388. Hey, it's Tom. 
Since 2009, All Energy Solar has been providing solar energy solutions to customers. With fully licensed electricians and installers, you can be sure that your solar installation will go smoothly. The team at All Energy Solar understands that every customer is unique. They'll take the time to survey and understand your property to find a solar solution that works for you. One of the biggest advantages of going solar is the opportunity to take advantage of the many solar incentives available. But it can often be confusing to know what you're qualified for. All Energy Solar Professionals will help you find out what savings you can apply for and even help with your applications. This is especially important since many rebate programs have limited capacity and are first come first serve. So it's important to have a professional on your side who will make sure you get every eligible rebate. Get a free no obligation assessment from All Energy Solar's commercial solar specialists by calling 800-620-3370 or visit allenergysolar.com. You're listening to Native Roots Radio. This is Spirit from Reservation Dogs. Get up and listen. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake and this is Robert Pilot. Hey, welcome back to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by the Native American Community Clinic, or NAC, on Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis, honoring health and tradition. Yes, they do, and we always have the great Dr. Stately on on Mondays, and um, with the information and uh, the history all over uh, Turtle Island here, so we have the CEO, and we really appreciate them. Hey, we are with Samantha, and we like to call her Sam still, and she's a communications manager for Stronghearts Native Helpline, and uh, you are a citizen of the Pueblo uh, Powakan, and uh, I said that very smoothly, but uh, we practiced here uh, during the break, so appreciate you being on, and, I, and we left off here because we have a lot of information we want to talk about here, and we're, we're talking about uh, winding up the uh the um help me out here the the native american uh domestic awareness month uh domestic violence awareness month thank you thank you very much i had that underlined i appreciate it i have a good memory but it's short but i'm a baby elder samantha so uh, bear with me welcome back thank you so much thanks for having us again i know i say thank you each time but we really appreciate you having us on with you guys and letting us talk about our organization and some of the very important issues that we um that we handle here yeah definitely Uh, so so we we know that uh victim survivors of domestic or sexual violence can utilize your line but can or do you help individuals struggling with anything else Yes, actually, that's a really important question. And thank you for for asking it. Uh, The answer is yes. Yes, you can call our lines if it's not domestic or sexual violence that you're directly experiencing. I've mentioned in previous interviews that our top need from our callers is simply peer support, meaning somebody to just talk to, somebody to just hear your concerns. Um, If you're wondering, am am I, is what I'm experiencing abuse? is what I'm experiencing sexual abuse, is what I'm experiencing domestic abuse, whatever it may be. If you need to talk that out with somebody, we're here to support you. Um, If you are a 
caring friend or relative and you don't know how to support somebody in this situation, if you know they're experiencing domestic violence, if you know that they're experiencing sexual violence and you just don't know what to do, we are here to support you. We are here to help you. If you are experiencing um, feelings of being suicidal or whatever it may be, we will get you on the line with somebody who can help you. Our advocates don't directly help with that, but we can get you over to the National Suicide Hotline or whoever it may be that you need. Um, you know, we did an interview earlier this week or yeah, er, no, earlier last week um, for, for DVAM with our CEO, Lori Jump. And um, I'm gonna read this. So you'll probably see me reading something off the screen, but something that she said really, really stuck with me because I don't think that a lot of people think of um, the other side of the coin when it comes to domestic violence or sexual violence, right? So something that she said is, people who cause harm need help too. And if we don't do that, if we don't prov if we don't work with those people, you know, meaning the abusers, we may help a victim survivor be safe, but the abuser might move on to abuse another partner. And that really stuck with me because we can be helping somebody going through a situation right now, but the person who is abusing them is only going to move on and find somebody else to abuse. And so we are also here to answer the line and talk to those who are not only experiencing domestic or sexual violence, but the one causing the violence. We will help connect you to resources. We will help connect you to support somebody who's going to be able to walk you through why you're going, why you're doing what you're doing why it is that you feel it's okay. Um, and so when she said that, it just re really made me think of the other side of the coin. It is so accurate that they will find somebody else to abuse. And so of course, the core of our advocacy is assisting those who are experiencing violence, but we're also here to support all of our relatives because we can't turn our back on any of our relatives experiencing many different many different experiences, right? And so we do offer support to a wide range of individuals. Please call our line if you're experiencing anything. And that reminds me, and wow, first of all, I want to say what a really, uh, really powerful statement that is because uh, it's more than one dimensional. And I, I really appreciate you uh, bringing that up. And that's really good points. I also, uh, Haley, I'm wondering if you can do this for us. I also, uh, Feel like we didn't the first segment but we should over the airwaves here uh talk about how to get a hold of strong hearts right yes so their number that number is uh one eight four four seven native so one eight four four seven six two eighty four eighty three again one eight four four seven native one eight four four seven six two eighty four eighty three or you can chat online at www.strongheartshelpline.org yeah, how important is that? I mean, uh, again, uh, really, it's it's more than one dimensional, and there's many, many, um, many people involved with this, including the victims and the victimizers. And what what a really good point. You know, I, I I'd like to ask you, uh, Samantha, Sam, uh, is there anything else you'd want to cover uh, in our interview? 
Yeah, as always, I just want to remind our relatives, our relatives who are experiencing sexual or domestic violence, or those who need support in supporting a loved one that is not yet ready to pick up the phone on their own and make the call to us, that we have plenty of amazing resources located on our website, resources that'll help you support a loved one, resources that'll help you figure out if what you're experiencing is normal or not normal. Um, we do have information on our website, not only about abusive relationships, but on healthy relationships. So I also encourage you to look at, you know, um, are you in a healthy relationship or are you in an abusive relationship to really help you understand where you're at right now? Um, we have plenty of amazing articles on our website. Um, in addition to constantly sharing information and resources via our social medias, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We um, are currently uploading different things to our YouTube. So you can also find us on YouTube. So there's more than one way to contact us. You can contact us by phone. You can send us a message on Facebook. If you are currently experiencing an issue that needs emergency assistance, please don't contact us on Facebook. Please use our hotline number. Um, you can chat on our website. Um, just please reach out to us if there is anything that you need from Strong Hearts Native Helpline, if you are experiencing domestic or sexual violence or just need support. Yeah, it's really important. And I, I, I'd like to ask you, and this is kind of off the cuff here, we talked a little bit about last time how important it is to talk to uh, your helpline because when let's say we have such a small community and I know for us, like a Haley and I are related and there's a lot of people that are related in our tribe that have different names. So to, to, um, I don't want to say maneuver, but to, to guide yourself through there. So maybe the wrong person isn't hearing about this. Remember we talked a little bit about that. Could you elaborate on that? Because I thought that was really interesting and really important to bring up. Yes. Yeah, so, um, you know, some reservations, some tribal areas are fortunate enough to have their own resources located on their tribe. However, when you are going through a, through a domestic or sexual violence issue in your relationship, um, our relatives tend to work in those organizations, right? If you're living and working on your reservation, you are working at one of those organizations. So it's not so easy for the person who is being victimized to use their tribal resources. And so we can be that bridge for you. You can call us. And if you are not ready to take it, to use um, a resource in your reservation, we can help you find a, a resource um, near you. We do encourage you to use a resource on your reservation, but if that is not an option for you because you don't want somebody else to find out what's going on, use us as a bridge to help you get the help that you're needing. That There is not a limit um, on, who, on who can help you, um, right? So if you don't want to seek help internally, we can help you seek help elsewhere. And yeah. the Strong Hearts Native Helpline is 24-7, 365 days a week, right, Sam? Yes, 24-7, 365. You can contact us any time of the day, any day. Right. And Haley, I was uh, wondering, too, as we're listening, these are uh, services that, you know, I don't know if you heard of, uh, you know, until you did the uh, produce, started producing the show. Do you have any questions? Because it, it, it's like uh, the gold standard right now to talk to Stronghearts. Mm-hmm. Right. You're exactly right. 
as always, Robert. <laughs> but um, no, I and I said this last time too. I think in our interview, Sam. But um, I'm not afraid to say, you know, there's a lot of us in therapy, and we we go to regular therapy in our states, and maybe some state programs, and we're working with therapists who maybe aren't native or don't understand any of the cultural trauma or the abuse that is so st- statistically proven in native families. Um, and it's hard for them to kind of give advice on something that they don't understand um, within the culture or even provide spiritual care or anything like that. Um, so I think Strong Hearts Native Helpline is a really, really great resource. And I'm happy that it's uh, accessible all across Turtle Island for anyone to use. So thank you, Big Pinagigi, for having this. Yes, thank you. Like I've mentioned before, 100% of our um, advocates are Native American. And so you're going to get somebody on the other line who understands those cultural aspects, um, how it is that you find your way in healing, right? Um, do you um, do you burn sage? Do you sage? Do you do a sweat? What What is it that you do to to, to heal your soul, right? So we, we do understand what you're going through. Wow, really good points. Uh, thank you so, so much, Big Peeny Gigi, uh, to Samantha Still, uh, Communications Manager for Strong Hearts Helpline. Can we give that li- number one more time real quick, Haley? Yes, so that is seven, or sorry, excuse me, one eight four four seven native one eight four four seven six two eighty four eighty three. 7682 8483 Hey, thanks again, Samantha, and uh, Peeny Gigi, Big Peeny for Strong Hearts Native Helpline. We'll be back right after this short break. October's Domestic Violence Awareness Month and Strong Hearts Native Helpline is here to help. If you are experiencing domestic or sexual violence, Strong Hearts advocates provide culturally appropriate support and advocacy for Native Americans and Alaska Natives. Free, confidential, anonymous, 24-7. Strong Hearts advocates are Native American and take a Native-centered approach to every contact. Call or text 1-844-762-8483. That's 1-844-7-NATIVE. Or chat online at www.strongheartshelpline.org. Hi, this is Gina. Matthew, I will not read this next line. I'll be your snookum-wookums. Fine. My husband is the sexiest radio host in Minnesota, Matt McNeil. Dang straight. When it came time to replace my vehicle, I wanted an option that was safe in the environment. I wanted a hybrid. My RAV4 hybrid is a greener vehicle without sacrificing style and comfort. I love my Toyota hybrid. Toyota hybrids are incredibly fuel efficient. Test drive one today at Rudy Luther Toyota, 394 and 169 in Golden Valley. In this critical time for Indian country, voting is crucial to protecting the land, water, and communities. Voting creates collective power in securing our planet's future amid climate chaos. Engage in personal conversations with loved ones to ensure they are making informed voting choices. Register to vote. And don't forget that 16- and 17-year-olds can pre-register to vote in Minnesota. NACTI is asking us to stand together and make voting a tradition. Go to NACTI.org to learn more and make your pledge to vote. Don't drive too fast or you will miss Scott Jamama's Hot Barbecue. Scott Jamama's offers huge taste out of a little place. Located at 3 West Diamond Lake Road near the intersection of Nicolette Avenue and West Diamond Lake Road in Minneapolis, this tiny hole in the wall offers mouth-watering baby back ribs, grilled chicken, and half-pound pulled pork sandwiches. Don't forget to add the potato salad, spicy baked beans, twice-baked potatoes, and delicious desserts. Find their hours and full menu at scottjamamas.com. 
Temperatures are cooling off and fall migration is underway. Do you know what that means? Eagle viewing season is almost here, and the National Eagle Center is your headquarters for information and experiences. This winter, experience bald and golden eagles in the wild with an unforgettable expert-led field trip. Plan your private eagle habitat tour and learn where the best eagle viewing is with weekly eagle codes. Plus, you can visit the eagles at the center all season long. Plan your visit or experience today online at nationaleaglecenter.org. Mental health and substance use disorders are complex, stigmatizing, and can be overwhelming issues for families to face. Finding the right diagnosis and care can sometimes feel impossible, especially when you don't know where to start looking. Hazelden Betty Ford understands what your family is going through. Hazelden Betty Ford's patient access team will direct you towards a clear path forward in network with most insurances. This message is brought to you by Hazelden Betty Ford, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station. Seward Co-op is now offering convenient, self-serve, and pre-packaged hot options and salad bars at both the Franklin and Friendship stores. Breakfast items available daily until 11 a.m. and brunch served all day every Sunday. Their weekly lunch and dinner menus highlight cuisines from around the world. They offer vegan, vegetarian, and gluten-free options daily. 95% of the ingredients used are organic from small-scale, local community food producers whenever possible. More at Seward.coop. Hi, I'm Jane Fonda, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. Hey, welcome back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake. This portion of the show is supported by Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon. Support honest Native news from Natives themselves. Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon. Yes, thank you for everyone that's uh, donated and donates uh, monthly. We really appreciate it. And uh, uh, it was a great interview with uh, Samantha Still just uh, recently. And now we're in segment three. And uh, we're here and it's Halloween, Hall- Hallow's Eve. And Haley is uh, impersonating Bobby P. Wendy. Haley, your costume for people watching <laughs> on Facebook and other social media networks out there. Haley is impersonating impersonating <laughs> Robert, and she did such a great job. You look great, Haley. <laughs> Thank you. That's so funny. Well, explain yeah. to the our listening audience, which is ninety nine percent of the people, what what she's sure. wearing. Well, she has her headphones on, yeah. uh, glasses. <laughs> And she has a headband around her head, which Robert sometimes wears. And she has a gray goatee and a t-shirt. So also, she's, she's got that bundle of, show it again, Oh, Haley. the bundle of tobacco that yeah. Robert wears often around his neck. That's hilarious. And Great a t- job. And a t-shirt. And a t-shirt. Too. I said t-shirt. Yeah. yeah, t-shirt. Yeah. Shout out to Angie Vig for the idea. So, yeah, it was a great idea. and. Uh, imitation is the best form of uh, flattery. Yeah, yeah, that's what they say, <laughs> that's what right? They say, yeah. Unbelievable. Well, really great job. I was cracking up, really cracking up. <laughs> Thank so you. Well, I know she said she was going to do that, but I didn't believe her until yeah. she sent us that picture. Right. And I was like, oh, she's got the headband on. Because I have that big V, you know, in my yeah. hair right here. Uh-huh. It's the kind of the, yeah, then you're going to get that big V too someday. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. called the widow's peak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it runs in the family. 
So Haley, it's Halloween and Haley and Wendy, it's Halloween. Um, we, we want to, uh, remind our relatives out there not to dress like Indians. Yes. Mm. Good mm -hmm. thinking, Robert. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a big one. It is a big one. And why should people not do that? Haley, could you explain? Yeah. Robert? You, yeah. Yeah. Well, that. I think Misko, who's been on the show a few times, always does a really good job of explaining this. Uh, Misko is a dancer and she makes a lot of her own regalia. So um, when people dress up as, you know, in Native American costumes for Halloween, um, it's not a costume. Um, us as Native Americans, when we wear regalia or we, we wear traditional clothing, we're representing ourselves and 100% our own spirit, our true identity, whatever that may be. And in Halloween, you're dressing up to pretend that you're someone else or you're trying to portray someone else. Um, and that's that's not what we're doing as Native Americans when we put on those clothings or those pieces of clothing and garments, which are sacred and um, have a lot of meaning um, to our identity. And um, yeah, they're not costumes. You know, we're portraying ourselves 100 percent in our truest and um, yeah, our truest way. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good explanation. Thank you for doing yeah. that because I don't, I think a lot of people just don't get it. Right. You know? Yeah. you know, in for many years, we were dealing with the Washington football uh, team, and there's also more sports teams mm -hmm. out there that are um, native centric, whether it's the Chiefs or the mm -hmm. Braves. And they always come back with, uh, we're honoring you. Yeah. And mm -hmm. no, you're not. Hey, Wendy, open up your phone here, and uh, Haley sent us some stuff here. Um, uh, there's some spirited facts, and this could be like uh, fun facts Halloween for you if you wanted to, to go through these. There's 43 of them, and I can't find them right now. Oh, I got it okay. right here. Are you able to uh, one of you guys so. be I able to so. pop one of these out? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, I have it up, but I don't see the list of the 43. Oh, here, continue reading. <laughs> That's there the you go. I didn't That's read. what you got to pick up. And then you got to click off all the ads that pop up because it's crazy. You know, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, so there's the largest Halloween parade in the United States. And guess where it takes place? Can Apple, you guess? Apple or Appleton, no. Wisconsin or Appleton, Salem. Salem. Salem, Wisconsin, Massachusetts. It says New York City. Oh, New York City. The <laughs> annual event, which began in 1973, is held in Greenwich Village. The parade draws nearly two million spectators and includes roughly 70,000 costumed participants. You know, it's interesting, but wasn't Anoka the Halloween capital of the world at one time? It wow. still is in Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Not on this list. Well, in Minnesota. No, in the world. <laughs> the Halloween capital of the, of the world. world. Of the world. Okay. They didn't say of the world in Minnesota. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what well, else do we got for a fun fact? I like this one. I like this one. I'm a big uh, Friday the 13th fan here. Uh, Jason Voorhees lives at the bottom of a lake 
uh, Jason Voorhees, the sociopath from Friday the 13th yeah. movie, uh, is is immortalized at the bottom of a Minnesota lake. According to a YouTube video, a diver chained a statue of the fictitious serial killer, hockey mask and all to the bottom of a mine pit in the city of Crosby, where it remains today in Minnesota. Wow. So it's at the bottom of the lake there. I guess. Wow. I wonder how deep the lake is. And I'm wondering, like, if you uh, scuba, scuba dived, if you could go down there and see it. I'm sure. Wow. That's creepy. Do I have any uh, scary sound effects? Oh, yeah. There we go. Oh. Yeah. Psychopath. I like yeah. that. There's hey. also a list of uh, U.S. destinations that have spooky names. I'm not going to go all, Wait, all through them, but let a me, couple of them let are me really do this funny. One real quick. Yeah, go ahead. This is one that we've done over the years of 23 years of living in this house. A lot of Americans pretend not to be at home on Halloween. <laughs> well, <laughs> we don't. We're not. We're never home on Halloween. And we keep our lights off, and you know we don't because we go to a different town to be with our godchildren. Mm-hmm. Olivia's eight years old, so we've been doing this, you know, since I think she was in a stroller. She didn't even walk yet. She was pushing the stroller around. Yeah, but I yeah, that. I mean, we were there every year with her so we're never home so but prior to that because she's only eight years old we used uh you'd work on halloween and i'd be hiding in the basement yeah so we're we're in the corner of the basement we used to go to pretty good halloween parties though yeah yeah you were uh what's her name you're 50 i used to do saturday night live uh characters chris um it was o'malley yeah Catherine O'Malley yeah, and something. I'm 50. And then the other one. And you know what? Pictures came up on my Facebook <laughs> news feed. One year, I made a kitty litter cake. Oh. oh I remember you talking about this. It grossed everybody out. It Nobody ate it. so real. Because he had Tootsie Rolls in there. And the so Tootsie crazy. Rolls looked like the cat. And then the I'm cat gonna, litter. What was the cat litter made out of? It was again? a cake, like a crumble cake. <laughs> and and here, I'm like, going to put a picture up. I don't know if you could see that. I can oh, wait. That. that looks so real. It came with, I made, I put it in Hold after I baked it and I cooked it. Look I, at that. I put it in a, a clean kitty litter uh, <laughs> pan, and it even had a scooper. You had to use a scooper to scoop out the thing. Nobody. Uh, it was delicious. It. Honestly, it was really good. Um, <laughs> Uh, but there were a lot of people out there who were like, no way, I can't even eat this. It looks so real. Yeah, it, it does. Did. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's uh, so the kitty what, litter cake. So what other things have you been over uh, uh, the years? One year, back in the 80s, I went as, uh, <laughs> when Ghostbusters was really popular, yeah. I went as a cocaine buster. Oh. And I had... Um, <laughs> I was had, that before uh, or after treatment? <laughs> I was a cocaine buster. <laughs> oh, that oh, means oh. I was, you know, busting people that did cocaine. Cocaine, yeah. So I had bags of uh, sugar, you know, and salt, and I had like a little spoon hanging around my neck, and um, I had like one of those white, you know, painter's costumes, you know, uh, mm-hmm. painter's pants, pants and top on. It was like the overalls. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember what um what, what what was the dust what do you call cocaine like the dust or sugar or something i had it on my on the bag it what was do you call cocaine funny. yeah cocaine no it was called like i don't know blow it said blow <laughs> on it okay 
Oh, <laughs> uh, we don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. So I was that one so year. So Haley, what have you been over the years? That's a great question. You know, looking back as probably my childhood Halloween costumes were some of my favorite. Um, I don't know. I guess Snow White. Which maybe fits in with your cocaine costume. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, maybe a snow shovel. I think I had put on my thing. I had like a lot of funny things. We're moving on. And I won. I won best costume. I just want you to know that. Well, you did as that. uh, Why can't we remember her name? The Saturday night O'Malley. Molly Sally Shannon. Sally O'Malley. Whatever. Yeah, Sally O'Malley. Yeah, that was really good. I'm fifty. And Wendy, you were in your forties when you were doing that. Yeah, I know. That, that was, was a good funny. old days. Seriously. Now it's like I'm eighty. Oh. <laughs> so I won one year as a a band player. I had a band uniform on. Uh huh. And I brought my trumpet or I brought yeah. a bugle. I think. Yeah. They wanted me to play it, but I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, any more fun facts? Well, one year i made my sister it was like what it was like at the last minute we're like what are we gonna make her so literally do you remember the colgate pump yeah i made her a colgate pump oh my god wendy (laughs) this is (laughs) she was a colgate pump she had like this is like coming out of her head she had like a little you know you could pump her head down and like cotton would come out very (laughs) funny it was That's very funny. creative. This is like truth or dare, or this is like Wendy, uh, uh, you know, uh, telling us her deep, dark secrets back in the day when she was going to Halloween parties yeah, all the time. Back in the, yeah, good thing there weren't any uh, cell social phones media. and pictures back then, right? We're all safe. <laughs> social media. Seriously. What so let, just, I'm going to just read a couple of these U.S. destinations really quick with spooky names. Slaughter Beach, Delaware, Tombstone, Arizona, Bad Axe, Mich- Michigan, Kill Devil Hills, North Carolina, <laughs> Sleepy Hollow, New York, Munster, Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, we should have had some scary bumper music. Hey, you're listening to Native Roots Radio's Halloween episode here. Uh, <laughs> and we'll be right back. And Wendy, what do we got going on in the last segment? I have here? no idea. <laughs> we'll think about more it. Halloween stuff then. <laughs> You're listening to Native Ritz Radio presents I'm Wake. All together now. We'll be right. Stay with us. Stay with us. Stay with us. Ever wonder how far you could go with a master's degree? graduate certificate, or a doctoral degree? Metro State University is hosting a graduate program preview day on Tuesday, November 14th. Explore more than 25 graduate programs, meet faculty and students, and discover resources available to help you take the next step in your career. Sign up today at metrostate.edu slash preview day. Know your power. Metro State University. The Park Tavern is your go-to destination for fun. Your friends and your family will have a great time with the fantastic food like the pizzas, appetizers, burgers, entrees, and sandwiches, the best bowling in Minnesota, the wildly popular outdoor patio, great drink specials, all the big games on their numerous screens, and it's the perfect place for your next private event, even large gatherings for over 200. The Park Tavern is your go-to destination for everyone age 1 to 100. Come see for yourself. Have fun at the Park Tavern, Louisiana Avenue, north of Highway 7 in St. Louis Park. Join the team that saves lives. 
About 2,300 people in Minnesota are waiting for a life-saving transplant at this very moment. And while men are more likely to need a transplant, they're less likely than women to register as organ donors. No matter your age or health, let's help tackle the waiting list. Make your game plan to register as a donor today at life-source.org. That's life-source.org. Sponsored by LifeSource, this station, and the Minnesota Broadcasters Association. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's Let's live live and and let howl. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. Hey, welcome back to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Yesterday's was a really good howl, too. That was a good one. Stately was on. Dr. Stately was on with us from the Native American Community Clinic on Franklin (laughs) Avenue in Minneapolis. Honoring health and tradition. Thank you. I couldn't remember that. (laughs) I wanted to say that. Good one, Haley. Hey, it's All Hallows Eve here on Native Ritz Radio and uh, the rest of the segment. One of the important things, Wendy, we always talk about uh, our sacred animals in the last segment of the show, but we talked a little bit about uh, black cats and the, and things that you've had to go through working in uh, shelters and maybe you can just fill our audience again and yeah. be careful out there. Yeah. I, you know, I, you know, cats, I think should really be kept indoors. I know a lot of people let their cats out, um, but you know, they can get sick. They get fights with other cats. They get killed by cars. They're just a lot of things. I mean, I, I'm in, in two neighborhood groups on Facebook. Um, and every day, every single day, somebody's looking for the cat. <laughs> and I know cats go missing and they get out and it happens, right? Yeah. It does. But there's just, and even when we do- walk the dog, I just see so many cats like wandering around the neighborhood with, with collars on, with tags. So And they look guilty. Yeah. So, I mean, I know the cats want to go out, but it's really honestly not a good idea for them. They live a lot longer as an indoor cat and you could have plenty of good things for them to do to keep them happy and healthy as an indoor cat. But what I wanted to talk about, Robert, was and Haley was uh, the black cats. There's a lot of uh, bad people out there. So if you have a black cat, if you have any cat right now, just because of Halloween, keep them inside, especially if you have a cat black cat or a cat that has any black on them um i years ago i i volunteered at the bergen county animal shelter in new jersey 
And every Halloween, the month before Halloween, we would take all the black cats and we'd put them in the back room and we would not adopt any of them out during that time because there were bad people out there who would do sadistic things to them and um, like put them up for worship and uh, sacrifice mm. them, right? So. Mm. So it was really sad because all the cats that could have been adopted were now in the back room for a whole month now, you know, living in a cage. So mm -hmm. I would go back there. And I was, you know, spend time with them, take them out, each one, brush them, uh, you know, spend a little time with them, put them back in the cage, take the next one out, brush them, talk to them, hold them, pet them, put them back in the cage. And then we would have to have somebody stay overnight um, on Halloween because people would break into the shelter and take Jeez. the cats. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's really bad. So I know, you know, like a lot of people don't think bad things like that happen, but I've seen it firsthand and it's really pretty horrible. So keep yeah. the cat in no matter what color it is. That's all I have to say. Exactly. And it's really cold too. It's anyway, it's cold here in Minnesota. We're like really, really cold now. It's ridiculous. It snowed yesterday and it's, just crazy so it's really cold so uh robert and i ordered a heated bird bath because we <laughs> are big um animal fans and we help our animals our wild animals that are out there and i know a lot of people say you shouldn't help the wild animals but i don't know it's, it's just so cold and uh scary out there so oh my god robert so we're going to get our heated bird bath because just the other day, the bird bath out front in front of our house that we look at while we're on the radio, it was total ice and there was a little bird on it, like pecking, <laughs> pecking the ice to get some water. So, mm. yeah. So we always leave like, um, it's really annoying, really, Robert. Oh, it's, it's Halloween music. <laughs> oh, my God okay oh yeah what's so, your guys's uh what's your guys's favorite halloween candy did you say guys's well I, Ices? What's your guys's? so i'm vegan so we just do vegan candies which um it's hard to find like and it's too expensive to give out if mm -hmm. you want to give like uh almond milk chocolate bars you know they're just too Ooh. expensive to give out but sour patch yeah twizzlers dots skittles Oreos. uh starfish um starfish oh swedish fish Star jolly ranchers uh bubble hubba bubba hubba bubba <laughs> and smarties and dots did i say dots no you didn't. yeah so those are all vegan uh holly holly Halloween candy uh, nice. that we do. We do not give out candy though because we we're not home. So don't come mm -hmm. to the, don't come to our house here in St. Paul because we're not home. I'm surprised we never got an egg or anything like that. You know, for people who aren't home or right? teepeed, like your house gets toilet paper. Oh, toilet paper, that. yeah, that that's though. crazy. I know, yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> oh my gosh, Robert. <laughs> Seriously. Just some Halloween <laughs> sound effects. Wow, that's crazy. It is scary. Um, I mean, years and years ago when we were kids, right? I remember like bobbing for apples. Oh, like that's like right now the most 
germa germ <laughs> like everybody's saliva in the water i don't think well, they do I'd that have anymore. To be, not for years now wendy i'd have to be just, careful we used to do that i'd have to be careful as bobbing for apples because my veneers might pop out yeah exactly they might so did you guys uh carve pumpkins at all this year yeah not this year no but we have carved pu pumpkins in, in the, the past, past. And uh, Wendy did one I, of Lucy. I did one of Lucy. I'm going to put it up here. There you go. Up, tilt up just a little bit. Oh, cute. So Look at that one's Lucy. Lucy was my inspiration. If Excuse anybody's me. on Facebook, uh, you could look and see. Uh, so they both have their mouth open. Mouth open. And, and literally, uh, Lucy, <laughs> I can't even talk. Lucy meows all the time so all you have to do is say like lucy and she, she meows right back yeah. at you so she's really easy to capture a picture with her mouth open meowing um, so that's back a couple of years i did that um and then robert was my inspiration for <laughs> one other one and i made him with like all scraggly teeth and like a Jesus. big smile and squinty eyes, squinty eyes. <laughs> his big nose I oh, wish I had easy. a picture of that. I'm just, easy, Haley. I do love your nose, Dega. We, I didn't take <laughs> yeah. a. Um, it actually came up on um, Facebook memories, but I didn't grab a shot of that. But I should have. <laughs> <sighs> well, you know, everyone needs to be safe out there. It's cold, and you got to be bundled up tonight here in mm -hmm. the Twin Cities. Yeah, really be careful out there, and just watch be for careful. people. Keep it's your getting... cats in. Yeah, and help the wildlife throughout the year. I know it's. I mean, it's really not that cold right now, compared to what it's going to be. Um, but if you could leave out water and leave a few peanuts or some seeds or bird seeds, we have so many birds in our yard because I have the bird seed feeder that I <laughs> keep full, and you know I throw the seeds out. There's a squirrel that parkours, or is that the right term, Haley? Parkours or yeah. park uh, right into the uh, bird seeds can get right up there, right up the pole. Uh -huh. It's like parquets right up and yeah. We have a white squirrel that lives across the street and we know that because he's white and we <laughs> can watch him run, like we know that he's that the particular street. squirrel we're always nervous we call him whitey we're like whitey mm. be careful but a... he comes to our yard and eats the peanuts and seeds and stuff i don't know just help him out a little i don't know give him some water water at least right yeah definitely <laughs> have a safe halloween Get lots of good candy. When we were kids, we used to have razor blades in our candy. You know, like everything oh had to be inspected, God. remember? Yes, I, I do. I don't think they do that anymore. I don't think so. Halloween's fun. And everyone have fun tonight and watch for people crossing the street if you're out. Yeah. And if you're hiding in your car or hiding in your house, make sure all the lights are off. Yeah. <laughs> <That's what> the, <laughs> hey, you're listening to Nate Ritz Radio Presents. I'm Wake. Thanks, Haley. Happy Halloween. And thanks for uh, looking like me. If everyone wants to jump on Facebook or YouTube, you can see Haley's getup. We're still here. We are the seventh generation. Free Leonard Peltier. Now. <laughs>